You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, chime time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BetQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Let's get the accolades out of the way, folks. Chris Scheim is on fire. Good morning, Scheim. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, Mutt. I am lighting it up, my friend. It has been quite, quite the first two weeks of the NFL season for me. Nice run. Uh, I saw the tweet, for those who did not uh, see it on Twitter, run down your list of uh, casholes yesterday. Yeah, nice so we went, we went seven and three on the uh, Monday Night Football doubleheader. Nice. Uh, the Bills game, we got Bills minus 10, Bills team total over 29 and a half, Stephon Diggs over 75 and a half receiving yards, Tannehill over one half reception. So, and then we missed on the Singletary anytime touchdown, which we were about to get, but unfortunately, the Bills did an illegal snap because they were trying to get it off too fast, mm-hmm. and so the play got blown dead. So it was unlucky there for us, but... Four and one in that game, I'll take it. And then in the uh, in the Vikings Eagles game, we went three and two there. We hit on Devontae Smith over three and a half receptions. Had he that in the great. first half. Love that. Looked great. He looked great. Jalen Hurts over eight and a half rush attempts. He had seven in the first half. That was an easy cash. And the Hurts TD, he had it on the very first drive, which was fantastic. We missed on Quez Watkins. Somehow he just decided to have a big game. And uh, and the Vikings team total because the Vikings Kirk Cousins went and did Kirk Cousins things, and he is two and ten now in, what, his last 12 primetime games or something yeah. like that, and the only and two wins he had were over the Bears. Honestly, it's it's annoying because I think I think that stat is really, really stupid. Like I really do. Like, I think it's a new coaching staff, and, like, why would the history of him with Mike Zimmer in primetime games without this new offense matter? And it turns out, at least last night, it did matter. Like, I, I, I hate those historical stats. I'm with you. I generally Because well. they're just, they're so... Bad. If you hear someone, you know, spouting those out without any context, uh, just be aware that they might not know what they're talking about. So in this case, I thought, well, th- those primetime games did involve O'Connell or this new look offense or the high power look or adding on defense. And Cousins just was not. Well, it wasn't just Cousins. I thought the Vikings offensive line was terrible last night. Yep, the, they couldn't uh, run the football to save yeah, their lives. Da- it was pretty clear early on. Dalvin Cook and and Alexander Madison, like it was. Way too much of those guys, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a step backward for an offense I thought was going to take a step forward. Uh, and maybe the Vi- maybe the Packers weren't ready week one, and the Vikings took advantage of it because the Eagles looked like, as you said yesterday, looked like the much better team uh, in that game yesterday. It was frustrating from a game result. We had the Vikings as part of a, a same game parlay. We had the Vikings as part of a two game teaser. Um, so those did not work out. The Irv Smith anytime touchdown was the only touchdown that the Vikings scored, and that was uh, plus 320 and then almost 4-1 to one in the same game parlays for those who used it. So uh, we have, did not have an anytime touchdown winner over the weekend. We had Irv Smith last night, so 1-1 one one, uh, for me on the podcast. But Chime carrying a 7-3 and three in his 10 plays last night as part of the Monday night doubleheader, which I have to admit I did enjoy. And I'll give ESPN and the NFL credit. They timed it out perfect. 
The first game went to halftime, and the second game started. Yeah. Like, they nailed it, Shine. They, the timing, the cut-ins, the cutouts. Nice job by the four-letter network. 7-15 start time oh, on a Monday Night Football game beautiful. was chef's kiss. That was awesome. Oh, I was so into that. Um, I think Josh Allen uh, MVP tickets are alive. I think yep. uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts MVP tickets. Another are guy alive. that was twenty to one. That Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and uh, Lamar Jackson were both twenty to one to start the season. They are now, I believe, Jalen Hurts yesterday was eighteen to one. I can only imagine he has gone up since then. And Lamar was twelve to one yesterday when we looked. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Uh, have... Lamar twelve to one. Jalen Hurts is now eight to one to win yep. the MVP. Yep, primetime game, baby. Wow. Prime time. Well, it's it's the r- rushing numbers too. The Eagles are going to be good. You know, quarterbacks who put up big stats in uh, for winning teams. Uh, that's the yep. MVP. Literally, that's the MVP equation, right? And that's he's the a recipe. new guy, the right? Recipe. Like it's not a guy that has been in the mix. It's a guy that's emerging. And and I think and there is always going to be. Um, for storyline purposes and these voters, if it's a sense of newness, they really like it. Uh, I totally agree. It's a narrative award, and again, these are sports writers who are crushing Diet Cokes. They're eating free food. Like, they're very basic sort of the Bradfords of the world, quite yep. frankly. And so they look at the basic stuff first, and new guys like Jalen Hurts, and them being out, and them, what, they're 2-0, and correct, to start the year? That is correct, are? yeah. And they and they dominated the Ra- against the Vikings in, in prime time. And in prime they- time, yep. The Ravens, the Ravens losing, actually in some way, shape, or form, does hurt our Lamar Jackson bet. I know that he played well, yep. but the Dolphins come back to win. You need wins, you need playoff performance, and you need or playoff uh, qualifications, and you need big stats. And right now, Hurts is slightly better, so the eight to one actually is pretty fair based on the twelve to one currently on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and that division now is so it's so there for the Eagles too because the because Dak's out. Because it's Cooper Rush. It's such a free division Ugh. for them now. Somehow the Giants are also 2-0, but that won't last. So you don't have to worry about that. The Commanders are 1-1. They'll be probably right around that, what, 8-9, 7-10 range. Uh, and the Cowboys, Lord knows what they'll do without Dak. So. Uh, week 3 will start on Thursday with uh, Mike Tomlin in a dog spot, which uh, I'll certainly be on. Mike Tomlin is underdog wins. We'll talk about that as we get towards Thursday. As for your Patriots, Chris Scheim, uh, the line, as I'm looking at here, opened Ravens 3 as a road dog. It is still uh, Ravens 3 as I try to pull up the numbers I yep, want to see is. here because I have 9,000 different tabs open here. That's what this show is all about. Uh, it is stayed 3. Uh, so far, 88% of the bets and 76% of the money has come in on the Ravens <laughs> early on. Again, super early in the betting. 12% of the bets, but 24% of the money. So a little bit of a, a, an edge there money-wise. So significant, potentially some bigger bets as the Patriots as a dog. And I can see historically people looking at, at, at Bill Belichick as a home dog and wanting to bet that blindly. I suspect that's part of the money so far. But uh, I was curious what you thought about this line. Is the opening line on this right, is the number right, Patriots three-point dog at home. By the way, as a dog, they're only minus 105, so you're getting a little bit reduced juice there at plus three Patriots at Gillette, 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Well, theoretically, if if this was played on a neutral field, the Ravens would be like six-point favorites, and if it was in Baltimore, they'd technically be closer to nine-point favorites, I guess, is the general math when you're looking at it. And so I think in that scenario, Ravens laying three on the road seems right, at least from a betting angle. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised it's not more three and a half, four. Um, I feel like they, I just, 
I, I guess I guess it's Belichick as a dog is just uh, their Vegas probably gets too nervous about it. So I think this line being right at that three mark, if it comes anything lower than three, I people would just be pumping the Ravens more. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if because of the amount of bets and money coming in on the Ravens, that if this does bump to three and a half and even to four, that you'll see a lot of uh, sharper money come in around the Patriots um, closer towards kickoff time. And to so. your point, I mean, clearly people are betting the Ravens. Uh, I've seen a couple of the books, including DK, have already moved to minus 115. Yeah. So it's if you want to bet the Ravens right now, you're paying the extra tax there. If you want to bet the Patriots, you're getting, uh, as I said, a little bit less juice. That's not everywhere. That's on DK. That's on win bet. Um, and really, that's it. In fact, if you if you you get the the Ravens minus three one hundred five uh, at points bet right now, so it's not it's not uh, consensus across the industry right now. Um, looking at the number of bets so far here, uh, it is the second most. Well, taking Thursday night football out, it is the second most ga- bet game of the week so far uh, behind Chiefs and Colts, yep. where the Chiefs uh, are a six and a half point favorite at Indy and are taking a solid 86% of the money uh, early on. So I suspect Patriots, Ravens, two popular teams. Uh, people like to bet Belichick as a dog, as we saw last week. The mo- and I wouldn't say that. Wasn't, they, weren't the, they weren't the dog. But the money was right last week, just following up one more on, on Patriots and Steelers. The money came into the Pats, Shime, and the money was right you know, yep. throughout the much of that week. So we questioned it. Uh, the market was right about that. We'll see how it ends up again. Patriots as a three-point dog. You want the look ahead. You have not done this yet, Shime, I'm sure. What do you think the line is next week, uh, Patriots and Packers week four, the look-ahead line for week four? It's in Green you Bay. Guess. so I'm had gonna, to guess. I'm going to say right in the Vegas zone, Green Bay by four. Uh, it's Green Bay five and a half. Okay. So. Right now, which is still in that four to four to five and a half ranges, like you said, sort of in that weird uh, area um, where if you wanted to start building stuff for next week already, you could tease the Packers down under. Uh, you'd actually be getting half a point uh, if you want to build teasers there. Just something to look at uh, for the Patriots on the road against the Packers next week. Uh, anything else early for week three, Chris Schein? Anything you're, you're planning on betting today uh, for week three in the NFL? Uh, nope. Today is my turnaround day, so today is uh, a lot of fantasy and waiver wire look-aheads for me uh, and, and pickups, so I'm, I'm going to be doing all my research on that. And then tomorrow is the day I really start diving into the uh, next week of gambling. So right now is kind of my one gambling day off of the week, uh, and tomorrow we're right back at it. I am concerned about your health. You're tweeting out an I'm tired meme yesterday. What's, what's up with I was, that? So uh, Mondays are my long day because I have to get in here extra early to get my stuff done because we have to record uh, Boomer Esiason very early in the morning. Yep, um, 5, 5.30 little, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah, a little inside radio, 5.20 actually. Oh. Uh, so I have to make sure all my stuff is done prior to Boomer. So I have to make sure that I'm here even earlier in the morning. Um, uh, on those days, and then you know, you and I had a nice long podcast yesterday, which I love doing, so I didn't mind it at all. Uh, but then I go home and I'm exhausted. I need a nap. I take a nap, and then I have to watch Monday Night Football. So you know, um, <laughs> it's oh, it's so a lot. It's it's a backbreaking work for you, Chris. Fucking backbreaking work. I was talking to my mom. It was it, digging you know, ditches. I, it's great. It's it's a great excuse to have to tell people, no, no, no. I have to go watch football. It's it's for work. It's my work. I have to go work. And uh, and people don't quite understand that, but that's that's the way it is here. No, the real the, the real grind is sticking to this Red Sox team for the next uh, three weeks. That's what we're doing here on Red, Red Sox, Sox pregame playing? tonight. Red Sox and Red, yes, they are <laughs> Red Sox and Red. Six forty first pitch uh, in the Queen City. Uh, it'll be Brian Bayo against Nick Lodolo, the lefty, young lefty, twenty four years old, has had a really uh, good stretch here in the second half of the yes, year. Yes, he has four and six on the season with a three eight one ERA. But since the All Star break. 
He has a 2.95 ERA. His last couple of games here, September, uh, six and a third last time out, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Eight innings at the Brewers, uh, and uh, 11 strikeouts, no walks. Six innings versus the Rockies, uh, nine strikeouts, one walk. Is a very good September, 2.21 ERA, uh, 31 strikeouts in 20 or third innings. But, 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 he's a young pitcher, Shime, right? 24 years old. The mm-hmm. Reds are completely out of it. His last four games, 104, 101, 107, 102 pitches. So 24 years old, having a good year. But how committed are the Reds to want to see this guy have a marathon outing again for a fifth consecutive start? DraftKings, oh. because he's pitched well, has posted a line of 17 and a half outs. I see where so, you're going with this. Uh, the under on his 17 and a half outs time is plus 140 because he's pitched so well and the Red Sox stink. So I know why the line is 140. I, I, I know I should be saying he's pitched over six innings in five of his last six starts. Why would I fade that? I'm fading him because it's a young pitcher at home. Seeing doesn't matter anymore. And I could see a scenario where he does pitch well, but the Reds don't want to overextend him. I want the under 17.5 outs at plus 140 tonight on Nick Lodolo against the Boston Red Sox. That is my bet. I've already placed it in the Action Network app. I'll be giving it out tonight, uh, barring any injury news. Like, if the Red Sox put out just an absolute embarrassing lineup, I, I will punt out of this. But as of right now, uh, they scored a million runs against the, uh, against the Royals on Sunday. Uh, this is their uh, little two-game set there in Cincy. Uh, I see no reason why the offense couldn't be good, and I see no reason why the Reds want to overextend a young pitcher who's only 24. So I want the under 17.5 outs on Nick Lodolo tonight at plus 140. That's my bet. So I, I like the I like the take here, the kind of contrarian take here uh, that they're just gonna instead of overextending him, they're gonna get him maybe five innings and just get him out of there, uh, even if he's dominating. I, I like it. I like the angle there. Um, I like the plus one forty. For being honest, yeah. To number. be honest, the value is really really good. I thought about the strikeouts prop of going over six so and a half, I. but at so minus one forty, just not worth it. Um, and so instead, I went to batters props. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna commit to this pick. Uh, I, don't I just, make it. N- they just don't no, no. say you're not into the Red Sox right now. Yeah, I'm it's okay. not, I'm, no, it's not. That, it's not that I'm ent- entirely not into the Red Sox. I may make joke about it. I don't. I just don't know this Cincinnati team very well. So I look at Brian Bayo and I look at his um, batting average against for right-handers, and right-handers are hitting like 300 on him. So uh, my inclination would be to want to bet on a guy like Kyle Farmer to have over one and a half total bases at plus 150. Yep. Um, but I'm not going to make a pick. I just want to say if I had a lean, that would be my lean, lean. but I'm not making a pick. Not no a lock. pick here. Yep. It's not, it's not a lock. Correct. It's a lean. Correct. It's a lean. Yep. Uh, yes, they still are playing baseball, Shime. I know you're not paying attention, but that's okay. I'm it's paying a, semi-attention. I under, if you're a football fan, you're doing your football work. The baseball takes a it takes a, a backseat until playoff. Time. And when I'm 23 and 11 on all of my non Friday yeah. picks with you, uh, when it comes to football season, I think I think that is very much worth my time. 20, not counting, you are not counting Friday picks anymore. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, <laughs> like I'm counting all of like my prop picks and then the primetime game picks that we we don't have in our Friday picks. If you want to include the Friday picks, I'm 27 and 13, so I'm even better. Like it's, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Pretty so I was just good. I was just saying outside of the Friday picks because I like to keep my Friday picks record separate just for us to keep track throughout the season. So. Uh, anything else gambling uh, wise, Shime? I know that the Massachusetts Gaming Commission is going to meet on Thursday. People keep hoping there'll be a timeline uh, put in place for when they're going to open up uh, the betting. But we found out last week they're talking about potentially temporary licenses, and they're going to add some time. It's yeah. Wasn't I, it like I feel more and more confident temporary? that 
Say that again? Wasn't it like 20 temporary licenses, and then they would have to then reduce it to 15? Yeah, I don't want to get bogged down in it because it's it's probably boring for 99% of the audience, but they were thinking about issuing as many as 30 temporary licenses and then letting those temp licenses go for a year and then after a year picking what they think are the best 15. And then the other 15 would have to shut down, to which everybody in the industry said that is stupid. For example, yeah. I'll use uh, you know, I'll use points bet as one, right? Let's say points bet gets a temporary license, Sean, right? I place a future wager with points bet. So when they get close, when the state has to close them next year, what happens to my future bet? It's yeah. now illegal to use them. Where does my money go? Why would I put money into ca- so accounts stupid. where they might close? So I don't think they're going to do that, okay, but good. I do think it's going to add time to – when we do get legalized sports betting. And once or twice a week, I get some sort of social media tweet you know, at me or at one of the accounts that says, you know, when is this going to happen? Uh, and I keep telling people, whatever you think, or whenever you think it should happen, it's happen later. add some time to it because yep. the state is going to take longer. So I, I'm standing by my early 2023, you know, Super Bowl-esque sort of launch for this year in this state. I don't yeah, think they're going to launch the, the, the physical uh, the physical sites earlier. They're going to try to do them all together. So my best guess, and I have not talked to anybody the last couple of weeks because we're actually, you know, betting on sports right now. It's weird. You know, we talk about them and also bet about the games and instead of worrying about when this state is going to legalize sports betting. Uh, but I still think early 2023 shine. But they're hoping by Thursday that Brad Hill and company give some sort of timeline as to when they're going to roll the, some of this stuff out. I still am not confident, but even by Thursday we get a timeline. I think we're still going to be weeks away from that. So we can still bet in New Hampshire, and I'll be betting in Connecticut next couple weeks. So Oh, yeah, I will I, continue I, to keep betting in uh, in the great state of New Hampshire. You can I can't imagine the money the state is missing out on right now, but so they want to drag their money. feet on it. I, I can only complain so much. We've legalized it now. You know, assuming the timeline stays about uh, on track, like if, if we're – we get to the Super Bowl, we're not betting yet. We get to March Madness, we're not betting. Then we'll start complaining about it again. But until then, we're going to have 15 books to choose from. It's as many as the entire region of England combined. So that it's technically we're trending towards good news, Shine. So yes. I can't complain about that right now. Yeah. I and our bets right. are hitting right now. And the podcast had a good start for the season. So. You're damn right. Uh, that's a good thing. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Uh, what else for the people today, Chris Shine? Uh, that's all I got today, Mutt. Uh, it was a wonderful week, great weekend of betting. You know, we missed on some props on Sunday, but we made up for it last night. Uh, we're going to continue to keep winning. I'm going to continue to keep posting my picks on the uh, Action Network app for anyone that wants to follow along and enjoy this ride with us. Uh, and uh, we're just going to keep on moving. I'm committing to putting those in when I remember to. Like, I forgot to put a bunch of my props in on Sunday because I got lazy and the game started. And I was like, oh, well, shoot, I can't do it now. So mine are not 100% accurate, but I, the baseball one is already up there. Uh, you're at, uh, is it Chris Shime or Shime Time, or where can people find you on the Action Network? Uh, I believe it's Chris Shime underscore, technically. I can't switch it. I've tried to change it. It won't let me change it, so kind of just doing what I can. Yep, and you've got your picture up there, Mike Manansky for the Action Network as well. Uh, Shime, well done last night. 7-3 and three in the primetime doubleheader. we got Thursday Night Football coming up. we got Red Sox and Reds, which I am locked in tonight on the pregame beginning at 540. Shime, we'll talk tomorrow, buddy. Thank you. Can't wait, Mutt. Talk tomorrow.